All right. Hey, everybody. It's Nathaniel Avenue reporting from Dallas County. And who am I? Who's who's here? Who am I here with? Hi, upon you. Hello. How are you today? Doing good. Oh, yeah, that's uh, good. I hung out with my roommate today, and we saw two movies. What did you watch? Uh, the first movie was a new Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, how was it? was really good. We enjoyed it. Okay. What was the second one? Second one is called Suzume. Suzume? I'm trying to catch this. Yes. Okay. Suzume. Is that an anime? Yes. It okay. was an anime movie that came out today. Oh, okay. Was that good? Yes, it was. Very, uh, very emotional. Very emotional? Alrighty. Yeah. Alright, so what what are we talking about today? Uh, honestly, I don't remember. Okay. We're going to be talking about the Baghdad Battery. Whoa. So, what do you, what do you, what do you know about the Baghdad Battery? Not much. Okay, well, let me tell you, it's a controversial archaeological artifact that has puzzled researchers for decades. So it was actually discovered in the late 19th century in what is now a modern-day Iraq. Now, this enigmatic object consists of a clay jar with a, a copper cylinder with an iron rod inside, believed to date back to the Parthian period, which is from 250 to 224 uh, 250 BC to 224 AD um, so what makes the Baghdad battery so in, uh, intriguing is its potential to use as a galvanic cell from the early uh, which is an early form of a battery that would generate an electric current now this has led to speculation about its purpose ranging from mundane uses such as simple storage vessel to a more exotic theories involving ancient electroplating or even extraterrestrial intervention. Ooh. What are you thinking? Which one do you think it is? Uh, probably extraterrestrial. So you're more into the ancient alien idea of it? Yes. Okay. So, uh, now, despite extensive studies and debates among experts, its true purpose of the Baghdad battery remains a mystery to this day, offering a fascinating glimpse into this technological prowess and ingenuity of ancient civilizations. Now, we will delve into the history, discovery, and ongoing research, research surrounding the Baghdad battery, shedding light on one of the most enigmatic artifacts from the ancient world. So let's embark on this journey and unlock the secrets of the ancient technological marvel now let's yeah yeah it's time to unravel the mystery of the baghdad battery Ooh. <coughs> okay so the physical description and dating of the baghdad battery provide important clues to its enigmatic nature now the artifact consists of a terracotta jar which is approximately five inches in height with a narrow neck and a sealed bottom Inside the jar, a copper cylinder measuring about three inches in diameter and one inch in height is held in place by an asphalt stopper at the neck of the jar. A thin iron rod, also sealed with asphalt, runs to the center of the copper cylinder, extending slightly 
beyond the top of the bottom uh, top and bottom of the jar. Now, radiographic analysis of the Baghdad battery suggests that the jar was made by wheel throwing, which is a pottery technique commonly used during the Parthian period. Now, the copper cylinder and iron rod are believed to be original components of the artifact, although some replicas with different materials have been found. <coughs> now, the jar's design and craftsmanship are consistent with other ancient terracotta vessels from the region indicating that the Baghdad battery is likely was likely made using standard pottery techniques at the time. So there there's there's that. So the dating of the Baghdad battery is actually subject to debate among the experts. Now it is generally believed to date back to the Parthian period which spanned from the 3rd century BC to the 3rd century AD based on the context of its discovery. However, the exact age of the artifact remains uncertain due to the absence of inscriptions and other definitive dating methods. Uh, so, some scholars propose a much more recent date, suggesting that the artifact could be medieval or even a modern forgery. Ah. Oh. So, however, oh, yeah. So, however, the ma majority of excerpts considered to be authentic ancient artifacts from the Parthian period. So what do you think? Do you believe in the, you agree with the experts on this one that it is indeed uh, an ancient Parthian artifact? I believe it's a highly possibly. I, I think it is. I don't think it, it's from medieval times and I don't think it's a modern forgery. So I, I think it is indeed an ancient artifact. So the physical description and dating of the Baghdad battery provide important context for an understanding <coughs> its potential purpose and significance as an artifact that resembles a simple galvanic cell the artifacts design and materials rise intriguing questions about its potential use of the technological capabilities of the civilization that created it further scientific analysis and archaeological research continue to shed light on the mystery of the Baghdad battery offering valuable insights to the world's ancient world's technological advancements and cultural practices so there's there's that so let's move on uh to its potential use which was subject to much speculation and debate among scholars and researchers <coughs> oh goodness what what do you think this battery was used for hmm to talk to other planets on the other side. Talk to other planets? How would it how would it do that? It's not really a speaker. Well, if it's a battery, that means that it had to have plugged into something at some point. I mean I guess. Um Alrighty, so let's 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 go into it. Now there are some people who believe that this thing is not even a battery at all. Is it even really a battery? Now, one of the main controversies surrounding the Baghdad battery is whether it was indeed used as a galvanic cell or form of ancient battery. So let's go into that. Now, some researchers believe that the combination of the copper wire and iron rod, along with the acidic electrolyte, would have been would have generated an electric current when the jar is filled with conductive liquid. <coughs> this has led to theories suggesting that the Baghdad battery was used for electroplating, medical purposes or even as a source of illumination. However, uh, 
This theory was not universally accepted, and there are ultimate explanations proposed, such as the jar being used for simple storage or as a religious offering. What do you think about that? I mean, sometimes you gotta offer something to a god. Okay. So you're in. So you think it's just used for religious offerings and not so much used as like a battery. No. I'm still maintaining that it's some alien type of wear to talk back to home. Okay. So, uh, so the lack of definitive evidence, uh, well, so like another controversy surrounding the Baghdad battery is the absence of definitive evidence or ancient texts that explicitly mention its use. Now, there are no inscriptions or writings found in the vicinity of the artifact that provide clear information about its purpose or function. This lack of direct evidence makes it difficult for researchers to reach a consensus on its actual use, leading to differing opinions and speculations. So, the authenticity of the Baghdad battery has also been a subject of controversy, as we mentioned before, with some suggesting that it could be a modern forgery or a replica created in recent times. So, there have been claims of similar objects being created by modern artisans, leading to doubts about the artifact's authenticity. However, most experts consider the artifact to be an authentic ancient object, as it was discovered in a well-documented archaeological context and exhibits signs of ancient craftsmanship. So, it's probably not that. So, the existence of the Baghdad battery has raised questions about the technological capabilities of ancient civilizations. If the artifact was indeed a form of battery, <clears throat> it would suggest a level of knowledge and technological advancement that was previously unknown for the time period. Now, it is believed to like that it is believed to be originated from. Now, this has sparked debates about the scientific and technological achievements of ancient cultures, as well as the possibility of lost or forgotten technologies. So, what do you think about that? Do you think? Do you think this this battery has something to, like has like like shows uh, the 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 ancient people like the the people of those ancient times uh, that they actually were a lot smarter than previously thought? I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, Asians are a little bit in tune with nature and otherworldly superstitions than most people. Oh uh, yeah, that that is true. So do you think that they could have done this by themselves or are you still into the more that it was taught to them by extraterrestrial beings? If it if the Asians are involved, if it's not by aliens, it's from a god just wanting to have fun and uh teaching them the technology okay there i i that is evidentially backed up like uh that statement is uh you could back that statement up because there is a bunch of mythological legends about gods who would teach humanity various things just for just for the lulls um well, yeah yeah they teach they teach it to them some had something good in their hearts to be teaching and other gods just wanted to see the world burn yeah i mean to an extent that's not to get slightly religious but good and evil is about you got good in their 
religion, good gods who try to help humanity, and bad gods who try not to. Mm -hmm. Like we like the story of Prometheus, who taught, who gave the who gave humanity the gift of fire, and that. Um, and also the story from the non-canonical book of Enoch about fallen angels who taught humanity how to make weapons and, and stuff like that. Uh, so, uh, back to the Baghdad Battery, the, the purpose has also been interpreted through cultural and religious lenses, leading to controversies over its significance. <coughs> Some researchers suggest that the artifact had religious or ritualistic purposes, while others propose that it was used in an alchemical or mystical practices. Now, these interpretations often vary depending on the cultural or historical context in which the artifact is studied, leading to differing opinions and debates among scholars. In conclusion... The Baghdad battery remains a highly controversial artifact, and its potential to use continues to be the topic of debate and speculation among researchers. So, which one of these things that you are you more leaning towards about the Baghdad battery's usage? Mm, some god or goddess or multiple playing games with humanity as per usual. Okay. So, do you think it is a battery? That it is used to power things. Probably. Okay. Well, well, maybe. Okay. I mean, if I'm gonna go with the gods messing with messing with uh, humanity, it could be something completely, totally different. Mm -hmm. And they just said that it helps power things up, and we take it as a battery. Remember, a lot of things that we think we see and know right may be different the only thing we have to tell us a story are the bones of the past right so the Baghdad battery which is you know an ancient artifact that resembles a galvanic cell has been the subject of media tests to determine its viability and potential as a functional battery now these tests have been sought to replicate the conditions under the artifact uh, under which the artifact was believed to have been used and explore its electrical properties. <coughs> Various media tests have been conducted on replicas or constructions of the Baghdad battery as the original artifact is too fragile or uh, valuable for direct testing. Now, these tests typically involve recreating the copper cylinder iron rod and terracotta jar based on the known specifications of the original artifact. Now, an acidic electrolyte such as grape juice or vinegar is used to fill the jar and the copper cylinder and iron rod are inserted to complete the setup. Now, the purpose of these media tests is to determine if the Baghdad battery was indeed capable of generating an electric current. As some researchers have proposed, results from media tests have shown that when the re replica is filled with the acidic electrolyte, a small but measurable electric current can be produced. However, the voltage and current generated, current generated by the replica are relatively low, 
and the overall uh, uh, capacity and efficiency of the battery are limited compared to modern batteries. So, well, of course. I mean, I mean, it makes sense because these these were, uh, these were ancient like Mesopotamians, so I I guess that you could excuse that. Not necessarily. Yeah. Actually, it's more of the excuse for the scientists. Remember, <laughs> we have come a long way to breeding certain textures and flavors out of certain fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Bananas are not what bananas used to be way back when. That oranges were not what oranges were, limes and lemons. Actually, if I correctly, lemons didn't exist until we bred it with an orange or an orange type citrus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're trying to cre- recreate the way that the battery is done. They did most of it, but what if the acidic that they are using isn't the amount of acidic that was used in that time frame? So you're saying that they didn't conduct it correctly, based on what a Mesopotamian would do. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it would. I don't know how you would do, because like, we weren't there. So I guess it, it's not... It's going to be really difficult to know what they would have done, because we weren't there. So, uh, the media tests for the Baghdad battery have also explored its potential use as a power source for various applications. For example, some tests have attempted to replicate the power, replic- <coughs> use a replica to power small LED lights or electroplate objects. Mimicking the potential uses proposed by the proponents of the theory that the artifact was used for electroplating or illumination. However, it is important to note that the results of these media tests were inconclusive and often subject to interpretation. So, there's that. The small scale and limited capacity of the replica used in these tests may not accurately represent the capabilities of the original artifact, and there are still many uncertainties surrounding its actual purpose and function. So the media tests of the viability of the Baghdad battery have sparked public interest and curiosity, generating discussions and debates about the technological achievements of ancient civilizations and potential uses of the of this enigmatic artifact. However, further research and scientific analysis is needed are needed to fully understand the capabilities and the limit and limitations of the Baghdad battery and its place in history. So, what what do you make of all this these media tests even though like they ended up being inconclusive? I mean, um, it's probably not necessarily wrong. Mm. So you agree with the scientists on this one? I hate to say it, but I do <laughs> oh, disagree snap. with scientists. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the Baghdad battery remains a fascinating and controversial artifact that continues to capture the imagination of researchers historians and the general public alike so while media tests have proved some insights into its potential viability as a functional battery there are still many unanswered questions about its true purpose and function 
Now, the lack of definitive evidence, the existence of replicas and modern forgeries, and the various interpretations based on cultural and religious perspectives all contribute to the ongoing mystery surrounding the Baghdad battery. Further research, <coughs> scientific analysis, and scholarly discourse are necessary to unravel the enigma of this ancient artifact and shed light on the technological advancements and knowledge of ancient civilizations. So, the Baghdad battery serves as a reminder of the rich complexity of human history and the constant request, quest for understanding of the mysteries of the past. And that basically is the story of the Baghdad battery. So what is your what is overall opinion on this thing? Will we ever figure out what it is? I don't think we will. Why not? I think because I don't think we have the I don't think we literally have the items needed to make it happen. Okay. We have come we've and to a good extent our technology has advanced in certain ways. Some of our minds haven't, but that's a whole different discussion. Yeah. But for this particular thing, I think our technology has advanced so much that even though we are curious about how the ancients made their own electricity, we can't recreate that same thing because certain thing, components or things, for all we know, something else other than the assist, assist, uh, acidity could have already been decomposed into nothingness. Mm -hmm. That also helped. And we don't know what it could be. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's the story of the Baghdad Battery. Uh, I've been Nathaniel Avila. Hey, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Vision Podcast, home of Wacky Talkies, The Kingdom, Evil Exists, and many more.